Hello and welcome to the Lean Girl Fitcast, your place for motivation and mindset mastery on your fitness and your fat loss journey. Today we are talking about dieting and are we actually just addicted to the chase? Often we get fantastic results, we get to a point and the goalpost just seems to move and we often find ourselves in this place where we add a comfortable healthy weight but those last two kilos are something we just still keep chasing and we can spend decades of dieting. And it's almost like we're not sure who we are if we're not focused on fat loss, on diets, on losing weight. And so today we want to ask the question and hopefully answer it. How much is enough and when is it time to stop? And I have my husband here today, Gilan Gork, and he is going to be bringing the mindset piece here. And this is the work that he shares with high performance teams around the world so that they can have peak performance, but still with deep happiness and satisfaction in their lives. So welcome. Great to be here. Excited for this topic. I think it's a big one and I think it's an important one, especially for people that have been dieting for years. And it's like, when is enough? When do we actually, like, I guess, hang up the boots and say, you know what, life is meant to be lived. It's here, you know, we need to get to a place of maintenance where we're not just chasing that little edge that in reality might not really make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the moment somebody says, you know, when is enough or how much is enough? And if they mention that there's a struggle with this continuing on and not knowing when to stop, it kind of sounds like addiction a little bit. Sometimes we don't want to use the big A word. Mm. And we have uh, perhaps small, seemingly insignificant or inconsequential addictions in our lives. And then, of course, there's the big addictions. But a good definition of an addiction that I once heard is that any time we, we engage in some activity, um, whether that just be an activity of thinking, beating ourselves up, or whether it be an actual activity um, that, that we're physically doing, the moment we know that this might not be good for us, but we're still doing it, mm. we know that it could be a problematic addiction. Mm. And so I guess uh, the, the question is, um, when we're answering that question of when is enough or what is enough, I suppose just a natural starting point for that is to say, at what point did you want to, did, at what point is it healthy and you got all the health benefits and then at what point does it start actually creating a problem for Correct. your life? And I think something that this makes me think back to is actually when I went on my first diet and this was around the age of 13, 14 and everyone had always been saying, and you must get healthy. Like I, I was probably about 25 kilos overweight at that point. And I remember going on my first diet and I started to get results. And of course, everyone was so proud of me and everyone encouraged me and they were doing, you know, it's being doing all the wonderful things that the people love you do when you're making positive action. But I think that this planted the seed of this little joy that you get every time you get that result. And I think it's down to that core human need, which I know that you also talk about to just be loved and accepted, right? So now you're getting this attention. And so I started to lose weight. And then I got to a point where I was certainly a very healthy weight, a lot healthier than I was. And I really didn't need to lose any more weight. And I kept going. And I kept on thinking that more was better. 
And the thinner I was, the more people would love me, the more attention I would get. And thankfully, I mean, I've spent a lot of time working on that. And since then, I went up and down and I yo-yoed for like another decade. But I think that that is probably the seed or the core of where a lot of this actually starts. All right. Because every single time you reached a certain uh, goal weight, you thought to yourself, when I reach that weight, then I'll feel okay inside. Yes. Um, but if that was true, then when you reached your first goal weight, you would just feel happy forever. Right. But it's not true because what lands up happening is we now start looking at the next one. And in fact, this is what we call a hedonic adaptation. And we find this in many, many different areas in our lives. So I'll give you extreme examples first. Um, actually, no, let's start with the relatable examples. Okay. But then we'll explain how it even applies to the extremes. Okay. Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, back before Lean Girl started and you were in corporate, when I get this promotion, then I'm gonna be then I'm gonna be happy. Then I'll feel okay inside, I'll feel validated, I'll feel safe because I've got financial security, yeah. then I will feel respected, then I'll feel like people admire me, and then you got it. And then how long did it last until you were now seeking the next level? I mean, I would sadly not very long like whether it's even a, a week I think it would be a lot where suddenly it's like that newness starts rubbing off and you no longer feel excited by that yeah yeah and it doesn't really matter how long it could be for something sometimes it's a day sometimes it's a week sometimes it's a month but inevitably our baseline of happiness returns back to what it was there's a dress that you really really want and you get it and you wear it out a few times and then you're looking for the next one. That irritates so. me. It really does. <laughs> I'm like, there is nothing like wearing something for the first time. And after that, it just ain't the same. Right? <laughs> exactly. So hedonic adaptation is this, is this um, treadmill. In fact, there's a term called the hedonic treadmill, which yes. is that you reach one level of whatever it is, whether it be losing weight, whether it be success in business, whether it be getting a certain relationship, getting a certain thing, a new car, a new dress. And it's just a matter of time before our happiness um, or satisfaction, should I say, tends to go back to what it was. So if you were unhappy before and you were relying on this thing to make you feel happy, validated, um, all of those things, when you get it, it's a matter of time before you start feeling those negative feelings again mm. and seeking the next thing. Mm. So as you know, someone once said to me with a smile on their face, the definition of enough is, well, just a little bit more than I currently have, mm, you know, totally. if it was money or if it's, a, if it's a little bit less, if it was in terms of weight. Mm. It's always just that little bit more progress than what I currently have. And Correct. where does it end? I don't think it does. And I think linked to the fact that we can be so emotionally attached to the weight and the scale and like all the other episodes that we've, um, you know, been through about how we attach our happiness to the scale. And so this episode, I think, is specifically talking about that last little bit, that extra level of leanness that we after, you know, like we actually at a good place. We're feeling fit. We're feeling healthy. We're feeling energized. It's not like we have a whole bunch of weight to lose, but we just want to be that little bit leaner. And I think social media plays into this massively, seeing people that are perhaps unrealistically lean. Um, and here's a little insider tip. You know what a lot of fitness people do is they do photo shoots when they looking their best when they have a goal they're working toward a competition that's not what a lot of people look like just walking around on an everyday basis and so we can get this picture in our mind of this unrealistically lean you know super six-pack that we think that people are walking around with and that's the thing that we're chasing 
Right. So actually, they're like drip feeding their best content over months. Exactly. <laughs> but that's not really like I know. sustainable. We see you on the streets, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I guess the question then is, what do we, what do we do? Like, how do you know when it's enough? Mm, exactly. Well, yes, that is the question. How how could we today on this episode? Perhaps you're in this place that we've described. Perhaps it's time to say, you know wow, actually, I'm really great where I am at now. And what I would need to do to get to that next level, I mean, clearly, you know, some of us have been working, working, working for months, and it's not that simple to get there. And you would have to do a lot of things that perhaps yeah. cause you some is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the ju juice worth the squeeze? So I think back to what you originally said, Ange, about the fact that when you were younger, you got this positive affirmation when you were losing weight. And so you started to seek that positive affirmation, right? So I guess for you, at some point, losing weight was so that you could feel good because other people were giving you affirmation. Mm -hmm. So I think what, what we the starting point for here would be to say, what are the motivations for losing weight? Is it health, vitality, having energy? Is it about feeling good uh, uh, in, you know, in, in your clothes and all of that stuff? And at what point do you achieve those things? And at what point does it now become more about how you feel inside? So chasing happiness, mm. that hedonic treadmill. Mm. And part of that could be getting the, um, the positive affirmations from, from people. Mm. So, you know, um, Tim Ferriss, uh, who's one of his famous books is The 4-Hour Workweek. Mm, I love Tim. Yeah, he, he said that one of the mistakes that he made was that he had the goal to create a business that gave him time and money. And his problem was that he didn't clearly differentiate to say, this is the victory condition. When I've got this much money coming in with this much time, and when that happens, here's how I'm going to live my life. So because he didn't set that, he landed up surpassing uh, the point that anyone would call freedom, but he just kept on working, kept on grinding, and woke, he woke up one day and realized, oh, wait, I'm still not free. I'm still doing all the things mm. That I said I wanted to make time and money enough enough time and enough money to stop doing, and so I think that one needs to know what is your victory condition, mm. so that we know what is the point after that that could be a red flag that says, "Hey, you you're no longer doing this for the same reasons that you started." So, what do you think about that? Yes, I can really resonate with that. I think for a lot of us that have spent the majority of our lives dieting, it's almost part of who we are. And I would almost say it's like a hobby. And there's the excitement of it. You're starting something new. You're chasing this specific goal that you have. And sometimes it's like, what would I do with all of that headspace? What would I do with all of my time? Almost like I need a new goal if it's not going to be to lose fat. And sometimes we don't recognize that. Sometimes I think we just continue for the sake of this is something that I do. Yeah. When I work with business teams, we call this momentum, but not in a, not in a good type of momentum. It's like when people are just busy and they land up doing the same things that are no longer working for them just because there's an inertia, there's a, there's a momentum in doing it. And it's always easier to keep traveling in the same direction than to have to change direction. Mm. And, and I think almost like sort of being in a deficit. I know that I've even explained this to you, you know, in previous years, sometimes being in a deficit feels the most comfortable because that's what I know. You know, I know how to lose fat. I know how to 
you know, make the most out of my meal. So that almost feels like my comfort zone. Right. Where now heading into maintenance can feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Like, what is this place? I haven't been here. And there could be a bit of fear around that as well. Yeah, we tend to gravitate towards the familiar, even when we know it's not good for us. Another example is like, you look at entrepreneurs. They are so used to being the underdog, to building a business out of nothing, you know, to, to fighting to succeed, fighting against the big, the big people. One could almost uh, equate that to being in a deficit uh, and being on a cut. It's like you have to fight to have these high volume meals and to be, keep your calorie low. And, and yeah. there's a game to it Challenge. and it's exciting, right? Mm. Especially with delicious recipes. You're like, what can I try? And <laughs> it's almost like, oh, I managed to still keep within my calorie budget and we're still at these delicious meals. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's something that feels familiar. But then let's say you now reach past the, the weight um, of uh, where you, you've got vitality, you look great, you've, you've got energy, you've got all of the things that you wanted. But now it starts becoming a little bit like the juice is not worth the squeeze. Now, actually, uh, to, to get to the next level, to get those last two kilograms, you don't actually need to lose, but you've convinced yourself that your happiness is contingent on you reaching that level. Mm. And, you, and you miss all the signs. And it's easy to do that because what feels familiar. So with, a, so with an entrepreneur, like I mentioned, when they do reach their su- level of success, it feels so unfamiliar that they go and make silly decisions. Yes. They'll go and buy a whole other company to open up as a new division or open up another branch. They keep putting themselves back in to that fight, that underdog mode, mode, because mm. they can't just sit back and enjoy their success. Mm. They they have to go back to what's familiar, even though it's not necessarily what's good for them or for the business. Yes. So I think that that relates as well. I think that that really relates. And I and I think, I guess, to bring this into something practical, I, I, everyone who's listening here today is perhaps you are in this place and this you have been going for that extra little bit. What I can tell you from experience having been leaner than I am now, um, it honestly makes such little, such a little difference to even how you look or how your clothes fit or whatever. Like in our mind, we can think like, okay, we're not happy now, but in two kilograms, suddenly like everything's going to be perfect and I'm going to feel great. And I think having that realization and, you know, we, we spoke about it last time about the Jim Carrey thing, you know, only once you get there, do you realize that it's not all that? And I think it's the same with this because we actually never get to that. A lot of people will never get to that 58. Um, they, they actually still believe that there's a pot at the end of the rainbow and suddenly all the problems are going to go away and you're going to feel great about yourself. And as we know, and as we've discussed, you're basically just going to move the goalpost. Exactly. So if we had to put that into something practical, so it say would. I'm feeling in this moment like, oh, I just want to lose those last two. I just want to get rid of them and then all will, all will be fine. What can we ask ourselves in that moment? So if you're in that uh, situation, you find yourself craving those extra last two kilograms or whatever it is. You're in a great place, but you're seeking to get to that even greater place. And that's where your happiness lies. The first thing you can just just to take stock with yourself and say, have I already achieved most of the goals that I started with this weight loss this journey? Have I got that vitality and that energy and all of the things that I wanted? And am I buying into the illusion, into the story that when I reach this, these last couple of kilograms, only then will I be happy? Because I challenge you to, to in terms of the hedonic treadmill, to really consider that when you reach those two kilograms, maybe you'll be happy for however long it might be. It might be a, 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 a week, maybe it's a month. But inevitably, you will come back to it. I mean, what they found was that people who won the lottery mm. 
after just a few months, they came back to the same baseline level of happiness. In fact, some of them even became quite depressed, right? People who became quadriplegics, who were in an accident, within six months, they were back at the same level of happiness that they were before they had that, that incident. That's a so positive one. It's yeah. Exactly. It's going to happen that no matter whether you have a, an extreme value, an extreme peak, you, you tend to come back to the same level of happiness or unhappiness. So if you're relying on those last two kilograms to make you happy, it's not going to happen, right? Yes. Because happiness isn't going to come from that. The hedonic treadmill shows that you're going to land up getting there and maybe even be unhappier because now you have to maintain it. Now oh, you're going to think to it. yourself. That's it. In order to maintain that low weight, the restriction that you had to create to actually get there would probably need to continue. Yeah. And I think that this is something people miss. I think that they, what they don't realize is what you do to get to that extreme result, you'll need to maintain that restriction to be able to stay there. And yeah. so the question we need to ask ourselves is, is it worth it? Exactly. And so the, the question is that you can ask yourself in those moments is if I knew that it, that achieving those last two kilograms or whatever your number is um is not going to change my level of happiness at all is the juice worth the squeeze what would i do then that's what you should ask yourself what would i do if i knew that that was not going to make me happy what would i do mm, and if you've already checked all the boxes uh, in terms of you know your vitality and health and everything that you went on this this uh, healthy journey then maybe it's time to consider that trying to lose those last few kilograms isn't the next step, but perhaps it's, it's engaging in some other uh, enjoyable uh, uh, exercise like maintenance and, mm. and just changing that identity from a, 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 fat, a dieter, a, a dieter yeah. to someone who's, I'm healthy Living and me. here's how I want to live my life. Here's, how, here are, here's the new game I'm going to play called maintenance yeah. which can be fun as well hell yes yeah i love that and i think that that's a beautiful note to end on um and i really want to invite everyone who's listening to think about this and ask yourself that question today perhaps today is the day that we quit the addiction to dieting and we move into a beautiful life of maintenance and yeah living our best life with more food hell yes to that <laughs> Um, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that each one, each one that you listen to just adds another tool into your toolbox. So even if you aren't at this place right now, remember this episode for when you are, you know, reaching the end of your dieting journey or your fat loss journey and you kind of find yourself in this place. Should I go for more? How much is enough? Or should I just actually move into maintenance, be at peace and find a new game to play? So thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to share this episode leave a review as well it really helps us to get this to more people the message is really meaningful and i think everyone who is trying to build a healthy body and mind for life needs to be listening to these and we will see you back here next week on the Lean Girl Fitcast, where we are going to be talking about how we actually take action on prioritizing our nutrition and our fitness. We are all overwhelmed. We're overcommitted. We have too many things on the list. And sometimes our nutrition and our fitness seem like the easiest luxuries to push off. So we're going to give you some super practical ways to prioritize this, rethink how we see nutrition and fitness in our lives and get you taking more consistent action too. So we will see you back here next week. Have a beautiful day.